Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. This is your call to worship and welcome for August the 12th, 2017. This is the second Saturday of August. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made God their hope and confidence. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Good evening again and welcome to Refuge from the Storm Conference Call Church, a Christian ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. We desire in this ministry to serve targeted individuals in North America and around the world. To our regular members and listeners, thank you for being faithful followers and thank you for your faithful participation. To our first-time worshipers and listeners, thanks for being with us, and please come again. Your time is very important to us, and again, we thank you for joining us in this time of praise and worship, and please be encouraged this day. As we gather today, each of us brings the joy and burdens of the week. We bring our prayers of hope and prayers of anguish. We bring our voice our spiritual offerings, and our questions. We bring our faith, whether tattered or whole as it may be. We bring all this to God whom we worship today and we worship with each other. This afternoon, our serving team will be Dr. Millicent Black, who will be bringing our word today. Elder Carolyn Cunningham will serve as our worship leader. Sister Helena Thompson will offer our altar prayer. Sister Linda Jones will lead us in our invitation to discipleship. Sister Cassandra Lewis will again serve as our capable talk show manager. Now, Elder Carolyn and Sister Elka Morris will serve as psalmist for today. Just a few announcements. Happy birthday to all of those all those you, of you that have been born in August. Happy birthday. Please join us for our Wednesday night Bible study this week. That will be August the 16th. That will be 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our subject will be called to break down barriers, called to break down barriers. And our scripture will be from Acts, the eighth chapter. And as often as you are able, Minister Juanita Purdy, our ministry team leader, is inviting you to join us on Saturday mornings, that's every Saturday morning, at 8.30 a.m. Pacific Time, 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 
and 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you have uh, prayer concerns during the week, please check your newsletter for email addresses for Pastor Black and or uh, Minister Juanita Purdy, and please reach out to them uh, by email anytime you have a prayer concern or spiritual concern, and they will help you with that. Also, please let us continue to hold each other up in prayer. You know, the prayer of the prayers of the righteous availeth much, so we should always give ourselves over into prayer and offering our prayers up to the Lord. Please remember each other, TIs, within our membership in the greater um, United States or in North America and around the world, and please pray for our pastor and her family. I thank you for your attention to these announcements and welcome. Let's prepare our hearts and minds for worship. At this time, we will call on Elder Carolyn to lead us in an opening song, after which time she will take charge of the worship service. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Gloria. I will be playing a, a recording of myself. Singing this praise song, Here I Am, Lord.
the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. The scripture today is taken from the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verses 22 through 24. Because of the Lord's faithful love, we do not perish, for his mercies never end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will put my hope in him. Let us pray. Lord, high and holy, meek and lowly, you have brought me to the valley of vision, where I live in the valley, but see you in the heights. Though I'm clothed in by mountains of sin, I can still see your glory. Let me learn the ironic lesson that the way down is the way up that to be low is to be high, that the broken heart is the healed heart, that the contrite spirit is the rejoicing spirit, that the repenting soul is the victorious soul, that to have nothing is to own everything, that to bear the cross is to wear the crown, that to give is to receive, and that the valley is the place of vision, Lord. Stars can be seen from inside even the deepest wells, and the deeper the wells, the brighter your stars shine. Please let me find your light in my darkness, your life in my death, your joy in my sorrow, your kindness in my sin, your riches in my poverty, your glory in my valley. Amen. Now we'll have a worship song by Sister Elka, followed by the altar prayer to be prayed by Sister Helena. Singing on one touch. 522, sing his his praises, hymnal. And and I've got a lozenge in my mouth because the enemy's been targeting my throat. Okay. There's healing in the name of Jesus. 
Jesus. One touch of his hand will lift you, body, mind, and soul. Believe that his power will free you. Praise him for his mercy towards you. Thank him for his love. He longs to make you fully whole. Just one touch of the master's hand. Just one word. He has full command. Have faith in what he wants to do and all he asks of you. There's healing in the name of Jesus. Healing in the touch of Jesus. One touch of his master's hand will make you fully whole. Hallelujah. 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 There's healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Now we'll have the altar prayer by Sister Helena Thompson, followed by a worship song, a recorded worship song. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for gathering us together, Lord, and that we can gather from all corners of the world, Lord, and still praise your precious name. And you hear each one of our prayers, and you know our hearts. We just come before you today and ask you, Lord, um, first of all, I'm asking you to please take charge of the airwaves today, and I'm asking you to go in and just clear up any static, any interference that the enemy may try to come against this ministry. We just claim clarity in the voices and the singing in Jesus' name, Lord, and we thank you that you can do it all because we serve a God that nothing is impossible for you to do, Lord. And we thank you for every caller that has come in today and ask you to anoint everything that is said, is sung, and the word that will be brought forth by our pastor. I ask you, Father, to just come. Send your Holy Spirit to dwell amongst us today and that we feel and sense your presence. I ask you for anointing our pastor today as she brings forth your word, Lord. Give her clarity and bless each and every listener as well as our pastor. Take care of each one of us, we pray, as we go about our business throughout the week and the rest of this day as well. I pray for every T.I. out there that's listening and around the world. Lord, you know each heartache know each pain, you know the suffering, and we ask you to intervene. We ask you, Father, for healing, healing through bodies, minds, spiritual healing. Lord, we ask you for your hand of mercy to come over us, Lord, and help us to fight this war. We ask you to give our pastor strength to Say our message today, Lord, that you will not be overwhelmed by exhaustion or pain. Take care of her 
and her family, as she stretches out her hands to do so much for the rest of us and for others, Lord. I pray for wisdom for each one of us as well. I ask you to fill with us a discernment, Lord, that we can know only one voice, and that would be yours. Teach us how to discern and discard all other voices so that we can look only to you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you are the answer to every question, that every prayer is always heard. And we praise you for being such an awesome God. Take over the rest of the service today and anoint it and bless it, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Helena, for your very passionate plea to our Lord.
I believe God. Amen. Sister Cassandra, would you please pull up uh, Anthony Brown's Worth It? And play the please. Thank you. And I, there's a lot of static in 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 the in. I don't know if it's just in the phone or or how it's happening. But would you just increase the volume a little, please? I certainly will. And I did move the speakers right next to the phone, so I don't know, you know, what's wrong. Um, okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Did you want that played now? Worth it? Yes. Would you please? everybody, this is Anthony Brown.
Jesus. You know, I was really amazed when I found the first song. Uh, I was looking for a song that that kind of coincided with the message for this afternoon, and I ran across the lady singing, I Believe. And then when she went into um, the second song, it was just such a I don't know, it, just, it was just such a comfort to me, even though right now my brain is being played with, and I can't remember the name of the second song. However, it was still such a blessing to have a couple of hymns of the church that we could, could kind of settle into and then go into uh, Minister Anthony Brown singing, Worth It. God thought we were worth saving. Jesus thought we were worth saving. And he says, he thought we were to die for, so he sacrificed his life that we could be free and that we could be whole and that we could tell everyone we know that God and Jesus thought we were worth saving. You know, when we spend so many days and hours of our week being beat down and beat up uh, by those forces that we can't see, it. It, it it begins to, it, it, the, the intention is to make you deny yourself, to make you refuse yourself as being worth having any value. And so Anthony Brown came this afternoon to remind each of us, God thought it and so did Jesus, thought that we were worth saving. So much so that he wanted us to be free and whole and that we could tell everyone, including our enemies, that he thought. They thought we were worth saving. Thank you, Father, for caring so much for us that you made such a perfect and a precious sacrifice. This afternoon, as in any other afternoon, I'm having as much opposition as I could possibly have to the adversary. However, God still reigns. God still reigns, and I want to bid each of you a good afternoon. Thank you for being back with us again. I thank you for your presence and tell you that I don't take it lightly uh, that you would decide to come and be with us today. Oh, what a great and a mighty God we serve. What a wonderful Father and a wonderful Savior we have in our lives. Um. <laughs> Y'all would not believe what the stupid perp is doing. He has literally rearranged my screen, closed up my message, <laughs> put something up on the screen. I mean, seriously. But God is still God, and he still reigns in my life. It's always appropriate to acknowledge the ministry team, and I would like to do that right now. 
first of all, and I want to uh, acknowledge Minister Juanita Purdy, who is our prayer team leader and who steps in for me uh, on Wednesday nights and also shares in preaching the service and the service on um, some Saturdays. I so appreciate her. Her her normal occupation is that of teacher in the in the school system, and they are back in school. So I ask that you not to pray for her. Um, and the challenges she faces as, as she works with and seeks to guide our children. I also would like to thank Minister uh, Elder Carolyn Cunningham, who is uh, always so gracious to accept the place of our worship leader on Sundays when she's available. And thank God she's available many of these Sundays, and we're so appreciative of that. We also thank you, Minister uh, Elder Carolyn, for being one of our promise today, we appreciate even that. Sister Elka, we uh, want to say thank you for agreeing to also sharing that spot as our promise and bringing us closer into the presence of the Lord. Sister Gloria, who tells me to not call her name, it's not necessary, but it is. She produces a beautiful uh, newsletter each week. It is one of that would stand up against any in the nation um, in quality, in in uh, content, and in beauty. And so we are so appreciative and thankful that you take up that task each week. And then we have Sister Cassandra, who is uh, our, our talk show host. She also mutes and unmutes as necessary. And this is to maintain the reverence of the service. Now, to, to God be the glory that though we live all across these United States and in Canada, we all work together by God's grace to bring you this worship service by conference call. It's a privilege and an honor to, uh, to be used by God to share a word with you. And, and in spite of all the stresses and the distress and the dis and all of the fighting that takes place week from week to week, it's still a blessing and an honor to share with you from the Word of God because as I dig into the Word, as I press into God, I'm telling you, I come out much, much more enriched by the Word and by the power of God. In the book of Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13, and then verses 13, part of 14, and then 17 through 20, that's Hebrews 6, verses 13 and 14, and then 17 through 20, you will find these words. When God made his promise to Abraham, since he had no, no one greater to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and multiply your descendants. And then verse 17 says, because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain 
where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. Now he did it again. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, right now I just take authority over every trick, every trap, every snare of the adversary, Lord. I ask that you would intervene on our behalf, God. Run interference, Father God, for the frequencies that are being used to cause uh, havoc, havoc and to cause disruption in the service today, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we honor you and we bless you. I say, oh, God, this is your service. This is your word, God, and I am your servant. So have your way in me and through me this day in Jesus' name. And there was a simple title to the message today, and, and it's, it's just two words, the oath, the oath. An oath is a solemn promise about your behavior or your actions. Oaths are regular and important parts parts of the American culture, both in professional and personal matters. People find themselves being asked to take an oath. It has been reported that people have been seriously punished for taking an oath and then going back on their word or not fulfilling the promise. For example, when testifying in court, you take an oath to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And and interestingly enough and gratefully enough, all oaths are hinged on the last three words, so help me God, four words. And so if you lie on the stand, you can be tried for and convicted of perjury. If a soldier takes an oath of loyalty to their country and then defects, by turning against that country as what we experience right now or pledge allegiance to another country as those who have come from Russia into America, then that soldier can be tried for treason. Now, in times of great distress, this country runs to the Lord for comfort and as a reminder to themselves that God does hear and ask for prayer. One of the favorite sayings of the prayer warrior is, God, you said, and then we proceed to give God the word from the scripture. If the problem is sickness, we might tell God, you said, by his stripes are we healed. If there's a problem with, if, with our enemy, we'll tell God, you said, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And then Jehoshaphat, when he heard that the ites were coming to make war with the children of Israel, he went to God. And he said, God, we have no power against this mighty multitude, and we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Notice how he transferred all of the cares and concern of their pending war over on the promise keeper, the one who made an oath on his name. We call in the promises of God at the most crucial times of our lives, and we wait for God to keep God's promise. In fact, we have learned to pray the scriptures because even then the word of God tells us God watches over God's word to perform it. So when he hears his word and he sees that his children are standing firmly on, on the promises by faith, he gets busy. I had a friend tell us once 
uh, if it's not fixed, he's still working. So whatever it is that's still in an upheaval in your life, whatever it is that's still being disrupted, it has not stopped, has not quit, whatever it is that has not been resolved, if it's not fixed, we can be assured that God's still working. Why? Because God promised. He's protecting those things that's concerning us. He's bringing them to an end. The pericope we're sharing today caught my eye while sitting in church last Sunday. I forgot where the speaker was going when he took us into the book of Hebrew. However, I found that my eyes strayed to this passage, and as I they landed on the passages of um, Hebrews 6, verses 17 through 20, God began to speak to my heart. What I saw was there are two immutable things by which God cannot lie, God's oath and God's promise. Unlike judges and lawyers and congresspeople, unlike our presidents and the soldiers and even doctors and wives and husbands, they lie. They don't always tell the truth. They don't always keep the oath that they make to us and all of them but the husbands and, and the wives and the doctors, make an oath to protect us and to serve us. The, the, the doctors make an oath to do us no harm. And then you have the husbands and the wives who promise to love, honor, and obey. But once God makes a promise, you can just sit back and wait because it shall be fulfilled. Our problem comes with God's timing in fulfilling God's promise or oath. The book of Hebrews is not identified by the name of an author. However, it is believed that he knew Timothy and that he was not an eyewitness of Jesus' reign on earth. This letter to the Hebrews is estimated to have been written about 70 AD. The assumption is that this letter was written to the Jewish and Gentile Christians. This book was written for two primary purposes. One, to encourage Christians to endure their persecutions and trials. And two, to warn them to continue in their faith in Christ. It serves as a reminder of the promise of salvation through Jesus Christ. So I want you to be encouraged to endure as we are persecuted. Endure through the trials and the unfairness, endure through the suffering and the pain. For we do indeed have a hope, and he serves as an anchor, won't allow us to drift away, and his name is Jesus. The scripture shared earlier starts with God's promise to Abraham. God's promise to Abraham was for a son. But before that, God had promised to make Abraham a father of many nations. Things were not looking favorable for this to become a reality in his and Sarah's life, so they took matters in their own hands. Sarah made the initiative, but Abraham had to go along, and Hagar was a victim of the circumstances of Sarah's anxiety. They weren't convinced that God was going to keep his promise. At least they didn't like the timing of the keeping of the promise, and so they got involved and messed up. 
Writer and scholar James McClarty wrote in his commentary on this subject that God didn't just make a promise, but God actually made a deal with Abraham, a deal that the kind that we make sometimes with the painter to paint the house or with the contractor to do the renovations. A covenant is what God made with Abraham. A covenant is the same as a contract. Only thing was all Abraham had to do to get the prize was believe. But with the believing came waiting. That's something we are ever conditioned to do well. Abraham was getting old and had no son as an heir, so he went to God. God had made the promise to Abraham when he was 75 years old. God reminded Abraham of the covenant by renewing the covenant when Abraham was 90. You see it again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That was 15 years after the original promise was made. Isaac did not come until Abraham was 100 years old, 25 years after God made the original promise to make Abraham a father of many nations. I want you all to be listening. Listen, think about how long you've been in this thing, how long you've been sleep deprived, how long they've been invading your body and invading your brain, how long you've had to deal with the street theaters and the, the organized stalking. How long has it been? Abraham waited 25 years for the promise. The important thing to remember was when God made the promise, the scripture says God had no other name to swear by, so he swore by himself. This can only be true because there had been no need to make an oath before now. There were no people in the earth when God created the heavens and the earth, so God made a covenant with the sun, the moon, the sea, and the earth. But God knew what he was saying when he told Jeremiah that the new covenant could be depended on because of the covenant God had already made with those that God was not in love with, the sun, the moon, the sea, and the earth. But God told Jeremiah, the God who made the sun, the moon, the stars, and ordinance could not break his oath to them. And if he did, then everyone else would have cause to be concerned. But God made a promise to Abraham. And everything that happened from Abraham from now was hinged on that promise, that oath that was made way back when. But God said to Jeremiah, these ordinances, the ordinance of the sun shining and the moon shining and the sea being and, and the earth expanding beyond man's capability to measure them. God says, if those can change, if I can forget that I made the promises to keep the sun and the, and the moon just far enough off the earth to keep it from burning up the earth, if I can forget that I made the covenant that the sea and the, would stay off of the, would no, no more cover the sea, I mean cover the earth, if I could forget that, then, then I might forget Israel. But God says it's not going to happen. And ordinance is so serious that it was the same weight, it has the same weight as a law. We know what happens in natural society when someone breaks the law, don't we? 
But to God, his ordinances to humanity becomes a sovereign authority and the obligation of obedience on the part of all that's subject to that authority. You need to understand, and I'm telling you, I was really, really blown away. I mean, just really pulled in and, 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 and almost ready to stand at attention as I began to see the, with clarity what God was saying about that ordinance with the sun and the moon and the sea and the earth. You need to understand the significance of the sun and the moon on the sea and the earth. The sun and the moon draws on the water from the sea. The sun draws the moisture up to make dew and seed the clouds with rain. The moisture comes back down to the earth to make vegetation grow that feeds God's creation. It's also the reason that we have beautiful flowers. Trees grow. The, the rain waters the earth, causes, causing the same thing to happen. Now, in the winter, the water drawn up by the sun comes back to the earth in the form of, of snow to kill the, and also by the clouds. And, and, it, and the snow then kills the germs and prepares the soil for the spring's growth. But the sun and moon provides the light in the day and the night that keeps and allows us to enjoy the beautiful sunrise and the twinkle of the moon on the sea at night. What would happen if God forgot to let this cosmic occurrences take place? The sun and the moon would actually have to ask permission not to shine because we're talking about a sovereignty. God's sovereign. The sea, God told Job, had to go back out and come in at God's command. If it wanted to stay on the shore without God's permission, it couldn't. The sea has to go back out again. The waves have a job to do, and they can't take a break without permission from the sovereign God. So when God commands everyone and everything, obey. So can't you understand how confident God was when he said to Jeremiah, Behold, I am the God of all flesh. And then he asked the question, is anything too hard for me? I mean, just from what we just, just what I just said about the, the obedience that is required of the sun, the moon, the earth, and the sea, don't you understand that when God speaks, man has to obey? We just don't understand why he doesn't speak sooner. Thus says the Lord, if heaven above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done, says the Lord. But God had made a promise. The sun and the moon causes the waves to shift the dirt from the floor of the earth to move. Can you tell how deep the earth is or where the sea starts and ends? God says if God can't, if he could forget where they began and ended, then he might would forget Israel based on their bad behavior. And the covenant God made with Abraham concerning their eternal place in God's favor was secured only because of what God did with Abraham, not because of what the children did. God made an oath that even he couldn't break because God couldn't deny himself. God wouldn't go back on God's own word to himself, and he can't go back on his promises to you or to me. 
In Ezekiel, God took care of the stony hearts. And in Jeremiah, God gave them a new covenant. With the new covenant, God makes a covenant with Israel that he would write the word in their minds and on their hearts and be their God. Israel were descendants of Abraham. You and I are descendants of Abraham. We are heirs to the promise that God made to Abraham, and God's still keeping his promise. Throughout most of biblical history, God was keeping a promise that he made to Abraham to make him father of many nations. And you know it would be a hard thing for God to make him a father and then take all the children away from him. But before I hasten to a close, I want to remind you of the other times that God made an oath with God's self. God literally swore by his own name because that's the only name that could be depended on. In Genesis 22, after Abraham had passed the test of obedience with Isaac, the instruction was to take the boy up to Mount Moriah to worship God by making Isaac the sacrifice. Abraham did not waver in his faith that God would provide, and God did. Then the angel called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Indeed, with greatly ble- I will greatly bless you, and I will greatly multiply your seed as the stars of the heavens and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your seed shall possess the gates of their enemies. Now, I want you all to hear that. You may want to go back to Genesis 22 and look at that and meditate on that and search that out. Your seed shall possess the gates of their enemies. And God did this just because of Abraham's obedience. He says, I'm going to bless you and bless your seed. Do you know how many stars are in heaven? Have you ever seen the number of, of, of grains of sand on the seashore? That's how much God said he was going to bless Abraham and then give us, Abraham's seed, the gate of our enemies. Then in Isaiah 45, 22 through, 22 through 23, God told Isaiah, turn to me and be saved. He said to Israel, actually, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. Well, remember over in Isaiah chapter 6 when Jeremiah received the call of God, it was to go and tell those hard-hearted children and hard-headed children of Israel that God was angry at them and he wanted them to stop what they were doing. But again, God says, I have sworn by myself. The word has gone forth from my mouth in righteousness and will not turn back, that to me every knee will bow, every tongue will swear allegiance. What had happened was Israel was going as usual after other gods. If you remember in the um, message from last week, when um, when, Bill, when uh, Billy Graham's daughter was praying, she said, we have become a nation of many gods. Do you realize that you could be worshiping a God and not even know it based on the fact that in this nation there are so many gods? But I tell you, if you'll set your heart to search and seek the Lord, if you'll set your, your will to serve him and him alone, God will keep you. That's what the promise is all about. 
So God started swearing to God's own name because there was no one else who he could depend on like himself. You see, he started with Abraham by making a promise that he would make him a father of many nations when yet there was not even a son. Abraham had to go back to God and ask if God had forgotten God's promise when he was 85, and then God renewed the promise with Abraham when he was 90. But then there came a time that God had to make some other provisions. That provision was that mankind would not be allowed to destroy himself without a way back to God. The promise was fulfilled in Jesus. And the writer of Hebrews reminds the Jewish and the Gentile Christians that God is still keeping God's promises. That promise becomes this hope as an anchor of our soul. Jesus was also a promise, one that came as a substitute for our faults and failures. Jesus became the substitute on Calvary that our weaknesses and shortcomings could not be used to hang us up and keep us out of God's presence forever. You know, the songwriter uh, penned the song, On Christ the Solid Rock, I Stand. All other ground is sinking sand. But the only reason and the only way we could make Jesus our anchor is that we accept the promise that if we accept Jesus, we could have God the Father forever. Why would you not believe in a man who would only swear by himself? He wouldn't go to the court. He wouldn't go to the White House. He wouldn't even go to the hospital to look for a place or some right, someone to validate his promise. God said, have no other name to swear by. He said, I swore by myself that I would, I would rather forget about the sun, the moon, the stars, and the sea than let my people spend an eternity without me. So why would you not think about the promise keeper? God is the best promise keeper we've ever had. And Jesus became the second because Jesus promised to be obedient to his father. Jesus is obedient to them to the cross. The cross took him to the grave. And the grave brought him out as, as our resurrector. That means that even if we go and when we go into the grave, we still have a hope and a promise. And that is of a resurrection of our own soul. So let us make Jesus our anchor of the soul. I used to hear uh, a cousin of mine say all the time, there's a storm cloud out over the ocean, and it's moving this way. And if your soul is not anchored in Jesus, you will surely drift away. Amen. 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 Thank you, Reverend Melissa, for your spirit-filled and inspiring message. We receive it as God's word. Thank you. you. Now we'll have a, a worship song followed by the invitation to the by.
we are at the point in the worships where we were off. Christ as your personal Savior, we invite you to begin your journey right now by taking part in this personal prayer between you and God. Please bow and repeat these words. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm not where I want to be, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin. If you prayed this prayer and desire to unite with this church family, please email us and leave a message. We will most certainly get back to you. Email address is refugefromstorm2016 at yahoo.com or refugefromstorm at aol.com. Support a Bible-based church within your local community. For your personal growth in the Lord, we would like to suggest our dailybread.org, Charles Stanley in Touch Ministry, the Decision Magazine offered by the Billy Graham Ministry, and Dr. David Jeremiah.org. May God bless you and keep you. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Jones. Now we'll have the our closing worship song followed by the benediction by Reverend Nelson.
having difficulty hearing the music this afternoon, could you send us an email and let us know? Um, yeah, the, we don't have 
way of, 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 of knowing what anyone else's uh, reception is unless you tell us. But if you'll do that, just send us an email to, uh, you can send it to my email address, mgrace321 at gmail.com, or to the church email address, refugefromstorm at aol.com. I would appreciate it. I, I am, I'm terribly sorry. The speakers are right at the phone. I took them down from where they usually are, and I put them right at the phone, and I turned it up. So I'm sorry. Well, we'll talk about it afterwards. I, I, I've got a theory, so we'll talk about it afterwards. Um, just, 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 yeah, we'll talk about it afterwards. Just remember the oath. There are two immutable things whereby God cannot lie. That's his promise and his oath. And up in, in uh, verse 13, it says, having no other name to swear by, God swore by his own name. Because he knew he could depend on himself. That's the way we are, isn't it? We know that when you can't depend on anybody else, we can depend on ourselves to take care of ourselves and to take care of our children and whatever else needs to happen. And God knew the same thing about himself. So I pray that you'll carry that away with you today. Remember the, the analogy of the sun and the moon and the stars and the earth and the sea. They are under ordinance to God. That means they are under command by God to do what they do. And they can't, go, they can't get off the job unless God says so. And God says, if I can forget that I told them to do that, I might forget about you. So I'm not going to forget that I told the sun what time to get up and the moon what time to come out. That's how much God loves you. And that's how much you can depend on him. So every time you see the sun rise or you see the moon come out, you can tell yourself, yep, I can, I can still depend on God. He's not going to forget about me. Amen. Again, I appreciate, I appreciate your presence this afternoon. If you could hold your comments until after the benediction, that will be great. I appreciate your uh, uh, presence this afternoon. I pray that the message encouraged you, will help you to, to go on further into the week and the month and the year and pray that your, your uh, faith has been stimulated to trust God in spite of the persecution, in spite of the, the problems and the issues that we face. Also, we want to remind you that you are invited on this coming Wednesday night to join us in, in Bible study. That's at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we will be talking, I think, yet again uh, in the book of Acts. Check your newsletter to see what uh, the exact scriptures are. If you are not getting the newsletter, please send an email to refugefromstorm at aol.com and ask to be added. We want you to be a beneficiary of the beauty, and not just the beauty, but the encouraging words that are being written by our, uh, our own Elder Carolyn Cunningham, Minister Juanita Purdy, and Sister Linda Jones. Wonderful, wonderful, encouraging devotions and articles to, to uh, encourage you to keep on believing God. And then next Saturday morning at 1030, uh, 11.30 Eastern Standard Time is our prayer team meeting. We want you to become a part of the team. Uh, there we come to, to pray together and learn how to be strengthened by prayer. 
then on our next Saturday evening, again, we'll be right back here with our church service, our worship service, where we come together to lift up and exalt and magnify the name Jesus. That's at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, after the benediction, we encourage and, uh, that each of you who would like to have personal prayer ministry to stay on the call, and we'll be happy to pray with you at that time. Let us pray. Great and mighty God, we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you, Lord, that you have two immutable promises, two immutable things by which we know that we can have assurance that you'll do exactly what you said. That's your promise and your oath. And so, God, you promised that you would never leave us nor forsake us. You promised, oh, God, that we're tattooed to the palm of your hand and our walls are ever before you. You promised, Father God, that we could cast all of our care over onto you because you care for us. God, you promised that you go before us to make our rough road smooth and our crooked road straight. And then, God, you promised that at some point, God, and we pray it's not in the in the too distant future, you will restore what the canker worms, the palmer worms, and the locusts have eaten. And God, your word says after that you're going to pour out of your spirit upon all flesh. Lord, we await the day that our enemies become our footstool. We await the day, oh God, that you put an end to those who are using directed energy weapons to cause us harm. We await the day, oh God, that you cause our enemies, God, to to the mischief to turn on them, God, and that they'll fall in their own ditches and get caught in their own traps, God. We await the day for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father, Jesus said whatever is left undone in our lives when he get here, he'll make it all right. Thank you, Father, for blessing us. Bless the, the uh, uh, listeners this afternoon, God. Bless their homes. Bless their families, oh God. Cause everything they set their hands to to prosper. Let it all be, oh God, for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, Excuse me, Pastor Millicent. I have an announcement that I would um, like to make, if it's okay. I'd like to hear the announcement first because... um, one got made, they're not, they may not all be in everyone's best interest. I'd like to hear them first, if you don't mind. Okay. Thank you. So if you'll uh, end the recording, we will then uh, stay on the line for those who need personal ministry. All right. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.